0: your pants and please repeat after me the prayer. Namaom Mishnu Krishna Shabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpa Darubhya Shya Kripa Sindhubya Evacha Patitanam Pavanephyo Vaishnave Divine Grace K.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada, my beloved spiritual master, who is also the founder of, Acharya of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. So, in the last few sessions, we have seen the flow of chapter 3. So, in the first two shlokas, Arjuna is asking the question what is better, whether it is renunciation or should I work and fight and with that question Krishna is very beautifully has begun explaining about Nishkama Karma Yoga which he explained from 3.3 to 3.9 and in the last session we have begun the third section of the chapter that is from Karma Kanda to Karma Yoga. So we have covered until 3.13 in the previous so let's continue from the 14th verse today and very very beautiful and the most interesting shlokas. I think it's very important that we understand these slokas because Krishna is going to reveal another secret to all of us, a very beautiful secret. A secret that can lead all of us to lead a very happy life. We all want to be happy and Krishna is sharing a very interesting way of leading a life in such a way that we will become happy. So very nice scientific process Krishna is explaining in this particular verse today. So let's chant the 14th and the 15th verse together because they both are connected. And it's very interesting to understand this uh, shloka. I request Umar Saran to unmute yourself, let me just bring you to the studio. So that you can also be a part of this. So, Uma, I am just adding you. (coughs) So, you can please repeat the shloka along with me, okay? Yes. Anna dhavanti bhutani. Anna dhavanti bhutani. Bhutani. Pajanya dhanna (laughs) Yagna dhavati parjanyo Yagna dhavati parjanyo Yagna karma samutbhavah Wonderful, let's do that once again Anna dhavati bhutani Anna dhavati
1: bhutani Parjanyananna samutbhavah
0: Parjanyana samutbhavah Yagna parjanyo Yajna karma samutbava. Wonderful, thank you so much. Uh, you can mute yourself and I request Dave Chandra to unmute yourself. Dev, let's chant the 15th words now. Vitti <laughs> Brahma Sharasamudbhava Tasma Sarvagatam Brahma Tasma Sarvagatam brahma. brahma Nityam Yagne Pratishtitam Yagne Pratishtitam Wonderful, very nice. So let's uh, also chant the words translation. So the previous and the 15th words also, okay? So please repeat after this. All living bodies. All living bodies subsist on food grains. Subsist on food grains. Which are produced from rains. Which are produced from rains. Rains are produced by performance of yagna. Rains are produced by performance of yagna. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. And yagna is born of prescribed duties. And is born of prescribed duty. So let's scan the 15th verse translation also. Regulated activities. Regulated activities are prescribed in the Vedas. Are prescribed in the Vedas. And the Vedas and the Vedas are directly manifested from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Are directly manifested from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Consequently, consequently, the all-pervading transcendence, the all-pervading transcendence, is eternally situated in acts of sacrifice. Is eternally situated in acts of sacrifice. Thank you so much. Thank you, Harish. Harish. All right. So, Krishna is very beautifully explaining certain things here. This is called the cycle of sacrifice. So, this is a very interesting concept. And let's understand this cycle of sacrifice in detail. So, Krishna is saying here in this 14th chapter that Anna Bhavatmuti Bhutani parjanya annasambhavah, yajnat bhavati parjanyo so the cycle of sacrifice. So let's understand, so yajna, we all have understood in the previous verses that Krishna is constantly saying that we need to perform yajna. So what happens when we perform yajna or we follow this cycle of yajna this sacrifice? So anytime in the history of the world, whenever people have followed this cycle of sacrifice, the whole society has been very prosperous and very happy because this is a very scientific process of becoming happy and this is why Krishna has given this to all of us because he knows that ultimately no matter how much material things we have we all have this need to become happy to be happy all the time so Krishna is saying okay you want to be happy I am giving you the secret and the secret is this cycle of sacrifice so what is this cycle of sacrifice? Yajna so when we perform Yajna as given by the scripture then what happens is Yajna in turn, brings us Parjanya. So what is Parjanya? Parjanya means rain. Anna bhavanti bhutani, Parjanya annasambhava. So Parjanya means rain. Another uh, context in which Parjanya is also referred to is uh, it is the name of the father of Nanda Maharaj. You all know the foster father of Krishna, Nanda Baba. So his father's name was Parjanya. So, Parjanya means rains. Now, rains are extremely important for all of us to exist and to subsist and nicely live in this world. You see, without rains, what happens is there is no food grains. If you want to live in this world, you need Anna. But that Anna comes from Parjanya, so that's what happens here, Krishna is saying, Parjanya reigns, they lead to Anna. In the previous yugas, all the great kings, the rulers, they were very experts in performing Yajna. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, it is very beautifully explained that how Yudhishthir Maharaj, Maharaj Yudhishthir was such a great ruler, a very dharmic ruler who used to perform yagnas constantly He used to perform Hashvamedha yagna, Rathasuriya yagna and so many different varieties of yagnas so that overall the the kingdom is very prosperous and it is said that when Yudhishthira Maharaj was ruling the reign used to be very timely you know when the ruling is wonderful, when the yagnas are performed it will not rain haphazardly the rains come only in the night time after sunset and the rains will stop before the sunrise so that the regular work is not disturbed but today it is not so it rains whenever it wants because we are breaking the cycle so the rains are also breaking the cycle but night time when it rains it is not disturbing the regular human activities and now when there is rain there is grain And only when there is grain, we all can live very nicely. Now some people may say, Prabhuji, I am a non-vegetarian, I don't want any grains, I can just kill animals. But yes, if you want to just lead a non-vegetarian life, no problem, if you want to subsist yourself on a non-vegetarian life, still, the non-vegetarian food that you are eating, the animals that you are killing, are actually subsisting on food grains, on the vegetation again which are grown because of parjanya because of the rain so ultimately we are all dependent on the rain you see so when the rain is formed and it falls on the soil on the earth it produces Anna it gives us food grains now you may ask Prabhuji okay, alright I understand that when the rain falls on the earth, the soil, it gives us Anna but I see that so many times the rain is also falling on the ocean where there is no need right some people may think so much it rains especially in the coastal areas we see that it is constantly raining and there is so much of rain just on the ocean and ocean really doesn't need water but our Vedic scriptures explain that everything has its purpose so when it rains on the ocean, it's not going waste. So under a certain astrological calculations, under certain constellations, astrological constellations that we say, when it rains on the ocean, it forms the pearls and the valuable jewels. So when it rains on the ocean, it also has its purpose. So during the reign of Yudhisthira Maharaj, it is said that, The ocean was producing abundant jewels. All the very uh, costly jewels that we get, the pearls that we get. All these things are formed and we get it from the ocean. So these things are formed again because of the rain. You see, so the rain is extremely important. Not just for our regular day-to-day needs, but also if we want to lead a very luxurious life, we need parjanya, we need rain. So, rain is extremely important and not just we, you see, even the cows, the cows are very integral part of the society, especially in the Vedic society. So, the cows were getting nice pasturing grounds because of parjanya, because of the rains. and when they eat nice grass, they give us milk and when we drink that milk, our body is nourished And uh, Actually, cow's milk is not just milk, it is also called as amrita. It gives so many other benefits. It actually activates so many brain cells within our uh, ourselves for higher realization. Just in the previous work, we discussed that how by eating prasadam, our lost memory is revived. So, similarly, when you drink cow's milk, it revives our spiritual consciousness. And that can happen when we give nice uh, food stuff to the cows also. Again, They all will get nice stuff only when there is rain. So you just see the cycle is extremely important. So there is Yajna and through Yajna, there is Pajramya. When Prabhupada was here on this planet, I think it was in 1975 or 76, there was a drought in Hyderabad. There was no rain absolutely and for almost 10 to 11 years. So people were suffering, there were no food grains. And then Prabhupada also, it is Uh, Not that Prabhupada wanted to promote or something like that But then Prabhupada asked his devotees that we have to perform Yajna. And what type of Yajna? Sankirtan Yajna So when all the devotees were here in Hyderabad And they performed Yajna, the rains actually came It's very powerful So we have seen wherever there is Sankirtan Yajna happening That place will become prosperous when there is rain, the rain will come. So, there is a huge, a wonderful connection between this yetna and the rains. It is not simply that as we understand from the environmental scientists that the mechanistic explanation, the mechanistic theory, that yes, there is sunlight, and because of the sunlight, the water gets evaporated, and then the water gets evaporated, and then we finally the clouds are formed, and we get the rain. So this is the mechanistic explanation. It is just like sometimes you know, uh, have you all seen the billboard the billiard board, the snooker board? Some of you must have seen, and most of you must have seen that when there is a billiard game, there is a stick which hits the white ball, which is sometimes, I think it is called a striker. So the striker, the white ball goes and hits the other ball, and that ball in turn will hit the other balls and finally, the expected ball will go and fall into a particular hole. Now, if you are at the level of the board and you see only the ball moving, oh, the stick is hitting this ball and the ball is hitting another ball. If you look at the level of the board, you just see there is the movement of the ball And it is perfectly scientific, I mean yes, this much amount of force, this much amount of spin, it hit this ball and that is why the ball fell into the particular hole. You can give this mechanistic example and explanation. Now this explanation is correct. If you see from the level of the board, this mechanical explanation, the rain coming through the clouds and evaporation and the sunlight, all this mechanistic theory explanation is correct but it is incomplete because if you do not see that there is a person behind who is actually hitting the ball using that stick that is a personalistic theory so we should not just stick to the mechanistic theory of the scientist we should see that all these things are actually governed by a person because if you are are playing a billiard it is the person's intention which ball has to go into which particular hole right so there is an intention involved of a person so similarly when we have this personalistic theory of all that is happening within this universe around us then we know oh yes there is an intention of a particular devta in acting certain way so this is how the cycle continues to move let's understand more about this that's how this Yajna which forms the rain, parjanya, which produces the grain, anna then by anna what happens is sarva bhutani so what happens is we all bhutani living entities we depend on anna and when we start receiving anna our body is nourished and through that what happens is we also have this vedas this bhutani if you want to understand what is uh, how to lead a life Then the Vedas are there the Vedas are giving us direction, and ultimately through the Vedas we are getting the prescribed duties the prescribed duties like Niyata Karma we understood that how that the Vedas give us Niyata Karma and Niyata Karma is ultimately giving us the idea of performing Yagna so if you carefully look at this whole cycle Parjanya and Anna, the rains and Anna, they are dependent on the devatas. They are beyond our control. The production of the food grains and the rainfall is not in our control in this cycle. What is in our control is studying the Vedas, understanding the prescribed duty, doing our karma and performing etna as per the Vedas. So these things are within the human control but whereas the rain and the food grains are under the control of the devatas. So that is why Krishna very beautifully explained in the previous words that how there is a nice cooperation between the human beings and the devatas. You see this is how there is a cooperation between the devatas and the human beings. So this is a very scientific process. If we can just understand this cycle of karma, if we can understand that how uh, we can do our yajna based on the Vedic injunctions, we all can lead a very happy life. We all can lead a very happy life. And that's the ultimate goal. So, with this, let's continue with the next words It's a very interesting words and uh, we will dive a little deeper. As to what Krishna wants to explain in the next verse. Let's see. And that is verse number uh, 16. And uh, I request. Uh, maybe Mahithri Mataji can unmute yourself and give let's give her a chance today. And uh, I'm adding her to the stream. Let's chant this verse. I hope the verse is visible to you. So kindly of repeat, evam pravartitam Chakram. evam Pravati Sam Chakram. Nanu Vatya Kitaya. Nanu Vatai Vatai Yatriya. Aghayur Indriyaramo. Aghayur Indriyaramo. Mogam Sajivati once again, evaṁ Bravati Chakram, ह्यः Nanu Vatayati, Wonderful. Let's uh, also chant the translation. My My dear Arjuna, My dear Arjuna, one who does not follow, one who does not follow, in human life, in human life,
1: the cycle of sacrifice, the
0: cycle of sacrifice, thus established by the Vedas, that's established by the Veda certainly leads a life full of sin certainly leads a life full of sin living only for the satisfaction of the senses living only for the satisfaction of the senses such a person lives in vain such a person lives in vain thank you so here Krishna is explaining that when we do not follow this cycle of sacrifice, then it will lead to a sinful life. So this is a very serious thing. Now we definitely don't want to lead a sinful life. Because Jaisi Karni Vaisibhani, we say that whenever you do something wrong, it's going to come back. It's going to boom it's going to come back to us. So here Krishna is trying to tell us that okay, alright, you need to perform yagna, but then when you do not perform Yajna, what is the result? The result is you will lead a sinful life and that is what we don't want. So when you neglect this cycle of sacrifice, our life will be filled with sin. Now the definition of sin is very relative. My dear devotees, what happens is, many a times we see that people have different understanding and the conception of sin. What is legally right may not be morally right. So there are many times we see there are certain things which are legalized and they are perfectly alright with the legal system in a particular country but whereas morally when you try to understand and look at these things they are completely wrong, they are very sinful. For example you take abortions. Now abortion, when you take it from the Vedic perspective it is a grievous sin because the soul has already entered the mother's womb and that is when people are out of their irresponsible behavior they think that it's alright to just kill the baby within the, within the womb and that's how you know there was a big debate in the 2016 election in the US also where Trump was talking about pro-choice and then there were the Democrats who were talking about pro-life pro-life and pro-choice. You know, I think yeah, Trump was pro-life and uh, others where Democrats were pro-choice. Now you see, what happens is, the women are saying that it's my body. I can do whatever I want. I can kill the baby. After all, it's my body. I want to take care of my body. So I can kill. I can do abortions. So now, these kind of systems are within the society and they're legalized. I mean, if you kill the baby and you abort the baby, it is still fine from the legal perspective and ok I am free now I am not uh, uh, you know uh, I don't have to feel guilty about it because anyway the law itself is telling that you can do it but we should know that there is a law beyond this law of the land there is a law of karma there is a law of action and reaction so that is why it becomes extremely important that we know these principles. Now. You know I just heard it from one devotee, he was saying that how oh, this abortion is such a grievous act, I mean people abort the babies even when it is about 6-7 months, the body is almost fully formed and that is when you know they insert this certain me- you know mechanical instruments and then when the body is still alive they try to chop off the bodily parts of the baby and the body actually, the baby tries to move away in the womb, you know, it it doesn't want to come in contact with that mechanical sharp thing but then, you know, they catch hold of the neck and part by part they cut the body and then they bring out the baby out, you know, such a grievous thing so definitely it's a sin because the soul is already there within the fetus so it is wrong what about cow slaughter? Now, there are many countries where they have this mechanized slaughterhouses, and they kill so many cows, it's not just about cows, any animal for that sake. You know, any animal that you kill, there is the sin incurred. So, when we are ignorant of these kind of laws of the nature, it's going to be extremely difficult for us. And, uh, in one of the sessions previously, I also mentioned that how uh, going forward I definitely try to bring in some examples of how, or every particular action that you perform, there is equal and opposite reaction. Just to give you an example, you know, if you have a dental problem, a severe dental problem, many people suffer a lot of dental problem, and you know, one of the reason, the main reason is karma. Oh, karma hai. But what karma? When you eat sweets. Without sharing it with others Hiding, you eat the sweets alone When your mother has given you nice sweets and you know you don't want to share it with your siblings or any any of your friends And you just want to have it and enjoy it yourself, all by yourself The reaction is you will suffer dental problems This is not what I am saying, this is what the Mahabharata says There is a very beautiful explanation, sammala between Uma and Maheshwar so, where Parvati is actually asking the different reaction for a particular action. So, there this is all mentioned. So, coming back to our understanding about this, now how a person becomes sinful when he doesn't perform or follow this cycle of yajna. So, this is extremely important. Sin is not subjective. What is sin? Sin is anything that you enjoy or perform Only for your sense gratification That is the definition of sin, but any act any action that you perform for the satisfaction of Krishna Then that is not sin It is igna. So we have to be very careful when we want to enjoy We sastras are not saying that you should not enjoy We all are supposed to enjoy, but enjoy as per the Vedic injunctions, the Devatas. Now, Indra and all the Devatas, oh, amazing enjoyment. The material enjoyment that they get is far, far more superior than the enjoyment that we get here on this planet. You know, they have the Somarasas, they have all these Apsaras and so many things, a lot of enjoyment is there. The kind of gardens and nandanavana and uh, The rivers and amazing things. But all that enjoyment the Devitas do is all within the context of the Vedas. They are under the jurisdiction of the Vedas. But whereas the Rakshasas, the Asuras, they also enjoy, but they enjoy based on their own mental speculations. Only for their self-identification. Now you decide. You want to be a surah or a-asura. What do you want to become? So we can become surahs, devatas, only when we follow the injunctions of uh, the law. Extremely important. So, um, now the question may come, okay, all right, Prabhu, you are saying about yagna, the cycle of sacrifice and all this is there. Now, how do we perform yajna or why do we perform yajna? So I have a question to all of you. Why do you think, according to you, I have already explained now in the previous watch, but still, why do you think that we need to perform yajna? You can give your answers in the comment section, or you can also unmute yourself, and you can speak. So why do you think that we need to perform yagna? Why are yagnas important? And I am going to take all the questions uh, also at the end. So keep your questions ready. So we will definitely discuss all the questions. It is extremely important. So it is very nice when we have an interaction. So, Maitri Mataji is saying to serve others. Okay, we perform Yajna to serve others. Alright. Any other answers? Tina Mataji, Vinod Chandanji, Dev. Why do you think that we need to perform Yajna? Exactly. Krishna is saying that we need to perform it But still the question is why do we want to perform it? Why should we perform it? To serve the Lord Krishna, Devchandran is saying. Uma Kumar is saying to become peaceful. Uma Kumar is fed up with this world, fed up with this whole life. He just wants to be peaceful. So he wants to get peace. Good. Very nice. So he wants to become peaceful because he wants to perform Iqna because he wants to become peaceful. Okay, good. Very nice. Okay, I see here that we have uh, Dr. Lerner, Hare Krishna also joining us. Thank you so much, Hare Krishna for joining on YouTube. Thank you so much all of you uh, who have here joined on YouTube. Thank you so much once again. So, alright, this is very interesting. So, Hina Mataji is saying Hidna is the food for the gods. <laughs> so, Hina Mataji is saying to serve others is good but Hina Mataji is saying that she wants to serve the devital also. So when you perform yagna, you are actually feeding the devatas. Okay, that's also very interesting, that you want to feed the devatas and that's why you want to perform yagna. Yeah, actually that is true in a way that they get by uh, Each whenever there is a performance of yagna, each devata will get a certain portion of the yagna. And that's why in the Srimad Bhagavatam we have come across this very beautiful pastime of Daksha Prajapati who was performing a very elaborate yagna, and he had invited all the devatas, and the portion of that yagna was given to all the devatas. But then Sati observed that her husband Shiva did not get a share of that yagna, and that's how she became so. Violent. I mean not violent but she became so aggravated because of the because of the act of Naksha and she self- immolated because of that anger you see so each and every Devita has a certain portion of a certain uh, of the hypno when they when they performed so now the thing is Krishna very beautifully is explaining in the ninth chapter Krishna is explaining, in the twenty-third verse, let me read this Which means that whatever a man may sacrifice
1: to other gods,
0: O son of Kunti, is really meant for me alone. But it is offered without understanding. So Krishna is saying that yes, Whatever you perform, whatever is perform is ultimately coming to me because Krishna is Yajneshvara. He is continuing this in the 24th verse also. So Krishna is saying that ultimately I am the ultimate enjoyer of all that is there on this uh, of this yagna, I am the only enjoyer and the only object of sacrifice. So Krishna is saying that He is the Yajneshwara. All the Yajnas are actually supposed to be uh, for the satisfaction of Krishna. So now let's a little bit more uh, dive into this and try to understand. It's very interesting all that this yagna. Now, what type of Egna are we supposed to perform? The question may come, we are supposed to perform Egna Prabhuji, but what type of Egna? In the scripture, Bhagavatam says very nicely that Kriteyat dhayato Vishnu, yeah, Kriteyat Dhyato Vishnu, Treta Yam, pari, Treta Yam, Oh, it's just beating my memory today. Yeah, Kriteyat Kriteya Vishnu, Treta Yam, Echeto Makai. Dvapane Paricharyaya Kadavtath Harekirtana So, Krite Yat Vishnu Krite Yat, Krite means Satya Yuga In Satya Yuga, the mode of worship or yagna was through Ashtanga Yoga We can perform Yagna by Ashtanga Yoga Yam, Niyam, asam, Karnayam, Tartya, Dharana, Dhyana, Samadhi All these things we have explained previously, right? then Kriteya kreteya vishnu Dreta dwa big big yagna sacrifices were performed in the treta uh, yuga dwa pare parisriyaya big big temples were built the Sacrifice were performed through building big temples kala hari kirtana but in kali yuga the best way is hari kirtana the performance of Yajna. by the way Recognize is called sacrifice. What can you sacrifice? Tell me one thing, Krishna is telling that we have to sacrifice. You can sacrifice only when you possess something. What do you possess that you can sacrifice? What do you possess? Actually none of us. We don't possess anything. We have nothing to sacrifice. Because whatever we have is actually derived by Krishna. We have got everything that we have is because of Krishna. right? So what is there that we can say it's mine and now I'm going to sacrifice. Even this body is not mine. It is being given to me. It is given to us, right? So how can I sacrifice something which I don't even possess? and that's why first of all i don't possess even my own body but then i still want to enjoy and increase my self gratification more and more so that's why krishna is saying that you are a thief you don't possess anything but after having been given you this wonderful body you are still using it for your own self gratification without any gratitude towards the devatas and the supreme lord that's why you're a thief and because you're a thief, you're sinful. So we have nothing to sacrifice because we don't possess anything. But then Krishna has given you, because you have a desire to enjoy independent of me. life. Right, you go to this material room and enjoy. And here I've given all the facilities. Just use these facilities, these resources, as per the instructions of the Veda. But then we don't follow. And that's why there is a sin. You see, you take something from someone and you just use it for yourself, then it is wrong. The company, when you are working for a company, they give you a lot of resources. But you use that resources to build your own company, then it is sinful. Right? So that's exactly what we are doing. The Lord has given us all these beautiful things here so that we become self-realized. But then we are using it for self gratification and that's the problem. Right? So what happens, you see, the trouble, the main root cause of all the problems in our life is actually that we are thinking that we are this body. So Krishna is saying, when you perform Yajna, by performing this action, act of Yajna, what is happening is, gradually you will lose this bodily concept of life this bodily consciousness will reduce you will start realizing your true identity as a spirit soul and then you start seeing oh my god as a spirit soul i have a completely different set of actions so in order to bring us to that spiritual platform krishna is saying you have to perform yajna not just to remain peaceful not just to be happy, not just to feed the devata, but ultimately all the yagna is meant so that we develop a strong relationship with the supreme law you see, we all want to love the, the need for love is there but our love is misdistributed Nobody is saying in one of lectures that right now our love is distributed in so many places Wives, children, society, family, many, many places and things. If it is people, wonderful. It is still better. But these days people don't even love people. They love things. Oh, I love my mobile. I love my this laptop. You see how degraded we have become in our tendency to love? The tendency to love is there, it's totally misdirected. So this word love is very casually used in the society today very casually oh I love my selfie <laughs> we all love our bodies whether we love our wife, children, family, society, nation it's not very clear but at least one thing is very definite that we all love our own bodies just yesterday when I was coming back to Bangalore from Upli I was in the crane and just Diagonally opposite to me There was this one couple and I saw that lady she Was constantly opening her mobile phone and she was looking at her selfie and she was admiring her own selfie And this was for quite some considerable considerable time. I was looking at her because she was right opposite to me, but now you see It is a very clear indication that no matter how you look each one of us we think that we are very beautiful and she was constantly gazing at her selfie and she was smiling and admiring and all these things (laughs) we all love this body whether we love Krishna or not but at least we love our body now very important thing this love is misdirected see we are loving our body Why? how how do we know that we love the body Every day, we feed the body, we give so much food, breakfast, lunch and dinner, we feed it nicely And through feeding the food, you know there is nourishment, there is a secretion that happens in all the body uh, Throughout the body we get that energy, right? So, it's very clear indication that we all love our body Now, when we want to feed this body, there are nine holes This is the body with nine holes. Now, I don't feed the body through my nostrils. I don't feed my body through my ears or my eyes or the rectum. No. I feed my body through the mouth. There is a system. There is a procedure. And only when I feed my body through the mouth, it is nourishing. Right? So similarly, Krishna is saying... That you all can perform yajna, you all can love me, but if you want to love me, then this is the process to yajna. So, please understand all these yajnas that we are going to perform is actually meant so that we develop a relationship with Krishna. What an amazing thing! To love and to be loved is a human nature, it's a need. And when we start loving Krishna and we get love, we being Krishna always loves us, no doubt, one thing that we don't love him. So when we start getting that reciprocation from Krishna, such an amazing life it is. We all will be very happy. So self-realization should lead to love of Krishna. And then our life will be directed properly, and that is human civilization. Human civilization means to love Krishna, to love God. That is perfect love. I love my nation, I love my wife, I love my children, I love all these things. Okay, you can do that, it's good. But, if you want to make your love perfect, it is only through Krishna. Only when you direct your love to all your expanded family, extended family and extended things, through Krishna, that becomes perfect love. When Krishna is the central focal point of your love, then everything that you do is perfect even your love. So that is why this Prabhupada has created this Krishna consciousness movement because then we can have a very peaceful life. being Having Krishna at the centre. Right? So then if you don't perform this yajna, then what will happen? To so perform, if you don't perform then there is sin. But if you want to perform yajna, you need wealth, because earlier, you know, any performance of ekna means you need a lot of wealth, you need money. But money comes only when you do karma, when you, only when you perform action. So indirectly, what Krishna is saying to Arjuna, Hey Arjuna, if you want to get the result, the ultimate benefit, you have to do your action. What action you have to do? You are prescribed the Niyatam Karma. Do your Niyatam Karma. When only you, when you do your Niyatam Karma, what is the Niyatam Karma? For a Kshatriya, it is Dupai. There is a Niyatam Karma for uh, for Brahmana. there is a Kshatriya Niyatam Karma, there is a Shutra Niyatam Karma, there is a Vaishya Niyatam Karma. When you perform your Karma properly, then the society will be in peace. Just like the Potter's wheel. Have you seen the Potter's wheel? You know when the wheel, Krishna is saying here, very beautifully, Chakram. This verse, very nicely Krishna is explaining that how that Evam pravatitam chakram. Chakram means it's a, it's a cycle. The potter, when he moves his this potter's wheel, when it is moving, and then he puts this mud, you see he can give the a very nice shape to the clay, and then that creates a very beautiful pot, right? So, in order for this cycle of Sacrifice to go on. Each and everybody in the society have to perform their duties The Kshatriya, the Brahmana, the Vaishya, judra then only then the rotation of the wheel will happen The society will move softly and nicely and then the society will build very beautifully You see, but now if you do not perform your prescribed duty You are actually creating a disturbance in the society, you are trying to obstruct the natural movement of the society, then that is why it leads to sin. When you try to obstruct, then it becomes very sinful. So please understand, these are all very uh, wonderful things, pictures, pictures, very nice, uh, omidas. Krishna is giving, secrets Krishna is sharing, for all of us to be very happy. So, if you do not do this, then what happens is aghayur nindriyadamo aghayur, aghayur means you will waste your human life. This valuable human life will be wasted. Aghayur means to waste, to spoil. And that's why today human life, human civilization has no purpose in life. Many people don't know what is the purpose of life. They have money, they have all the materialistic things that they want. They can ask for, but then they are not satisfied. They are not happy. It's because they are not performing it now. So this is uh, this is of long our civilization. So it's a high time that we it's a high time that we understand this cycle of sacrifice. Let's at least now, better late than never. At least now, Krishna is saying. Nobody is also saying. It's okay. Krishna will forgive you. Have committed a lot of sin previously. All right, I will forgive you. But right now you have understood this principle. Apply this in your life. You will lead a very happy life, and it's personal experience also. I am telling you, uh, whenever you lead a life which is as per Bhagavad Gita, you will see there is so much of happiness that you get. But the moment you, you know, digress from these instructions, you will see there is not a lot of problems in life. If you want to give a try, you try for a month just for 15 days, for the next 15 days you try to invite this instruction of Yajna in your life that whatever you do, anything that you do it's only for Krishna, you remember Krishna all throughout your life all throughout the day and then you see for the next 15 days how you feel about it and then after 15 days following you know waking up early in the morning and doing whatever you want. The next 15 days, you lead a life the way you want. The taste of the pudding is meeting, they say, right? So, you just do it for 15 days and then lead a life the way you want. As your mindset. then you see how it works. So, you will understand very clearly that the life given by Krishna is amazing. Very amazing, right? So, let's not waste our life. Let's not... Uh, have a life without purpose. Let's have a very clear purpose in our life. Right? So wonderful, I see that uh, Vijay Bittal also has joined on YouTube and, and I think he, never he also has joined in both the places. So, I have another very important shloka. Let's cover that next shloka. And after explaining, after understanding this next shloka, we will take up the question answer, the 2NA, so you can type your questions, or you can unmute yourself and also ask the questions. Let's have some interaction that will be very, very easy. okay? So, one more sloka before we end the session today. So, it's a very, very interesting sloka, sloka number 17. And I want, uh, let's see, Vinod Chandanji is here. So, if Vinod G is here, then I want, okay. Alright, so let me ask uh, Achukanji, Ji. is yes, here. Yes, yes.
1: So he can. Yes,
0: to Atma, Yes, to Atma, 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 Ashyakaryam Navidyate Ashyakaryam Wonderful, let's do that, how is Atma <laughs> Wonderful. Please repeat the translation. But for one who takes pleasure in the self, who whose human life is one of self realization, <laughs> and who is satisfied in the self only. Fully satiated, for him there is no duty. Wonderful, thank you so much. Alright. So this is a very interesting shloka again, and very beautifully Krishna is explaining here in this section, this is the new section of chapter 3. So in this section, Krishna is saying that there are some people who don't have to perform any ikhna. They don't need to do any work. So such a wonderful thing. Just give me a minute. Right? So here Krishna is saying that there are a certain class of people who don't have to perform any, any work. Now, if at all there is any person who doesn't have to perform any work, that is Krishna. It is said, Natasya Karyam Karanam Chavidya the Veda say, Natasya Karyam, Krishna is a person who has no work. Have you seen Krishna anytime working very hard? No, Krishna is always enjoying, Krishna is always enjoying with the gopis, with the gopas, with the cows, he is always playing, Krishna doesn't work. Have you seen Krishna working? Just like have you seen the atlas? I think his atlas, the, the man with the whole planet on his back is carrying and he is fully bent like this. Have you seen Krishna? Oh yes, I am a creator and I am carrying this whole atlas on my back. No, you will never see Krishna carrying this whole big universe on his back and he's is very tired. He doesn't look like atlas. Krishna is always playing and enjoying and all his energies. They are the one who are actually taking care of all this material thing that his energies are working. Just like Warren Buffett, he is nicely working. And he's at home. He's enjoying reading newspaper, playing golf, and all these things. But his managers, they take care of his business. He just, you know, he has to oversee certain things, and that's all. He will just deal with some five-six people. But his whole big business is taken care by these people. Similarly, if Warren Buffetta, a human being, can maintain so many things and just keep enjoying his life, what about Krishna? Krishna is always enjoying. Krishna means enjoyment. He has no work to do. What a wonderful life. No work to do. We are day in and out. We have to work. So now if you want to also just enjoy and no work, then you have to get liberated to the spiritual world if you can be with Krishna then there is no work with Krishna it's only fun, the only work is to enjoy with Krishna so that type of life if you want to lead then this is the opportunity Krishna is already giving the secrets and we just have to apply the secrets and then go to the world where we don't have to work what a wonderful life but here even to maintain this body we need to work right so if at all there is any person who doesn't work that is Krishna but Krishna is saying no it's not just me there are some people who don't have to work who are those people so Krishna is saying just to those who are constantly enjoying within the self so a person who has turned inwards has no external obligations any person who is ratihi, who is self-saturated, who is self-satisfied completely saturated with all the things that is around him, that person has no work to do absolutely no work to do he doesn't have to perform even eggnats no need but what kind of a person? only when he is for example you all have heard about Shukdev Goswami. Shukdev Goswami, who is the speaker of the Srimad Bhagavatam, he is the son of Ved Vyasa. Now, Shukdev Goswami, he was a very young, handsome looking, charming boy. Shukdev Goswami is extremely beautiful. And this Shukdev Goswami, he used to move around like a avadhuta. Avadhuta means, he would never wear any clothes. He used to just walk around in villages and towns and jungles just naked. He was so beautiful. And then when he used to just pass by the rivers or the pond or the lake, the, when women used to take bath there. Generally there used to be separate places for women to take bath. And when this Avadhuta, this Chukadeva Goswami used to pass by, the women, they never cared to cover their bodies. Why? Because they knew that this Yukadev Goswami is completely absorbed in Krishna. He is least bothered about what is happening in his surroundings. But the same, his own father, Vyas Vedivyasa, who is the compiler of all the Vedas and he is such a great, exalted personality. But when he used to come, an elderly person like Vyasa, when he used to come, the women used to cover their body. So, the idea here is. There are people like madmen. You know, mad people. They are absorbed in something. They really don't care what is happening. They are just thinking about a particular thought, and they are just leading a life like that. They are called madmen. So similarly, there are spiritual madmen like Shukudev Goswami. They are so absorbed in Krishna that they really don't have to do any work. Shukdev Goswami used to go to a particular home just early morning when they used to milk the cows. Early morning that's the best time to milk the cows because that's when the cows give a lot of milk. So he used to go and take one glass of milk, three pounds of milk, and drink that milk and that's it. That's the only thing that he used to do. And not that he used to go and ask, he used to just, you know, go through. Uh, the village and people used to say, Oh Babaji, you're coming, please, please come. I'll give you some milk, and they used to give some milk. So, this is an extreme uh, of a, a beautiful example of a person who is freely absorbing Krishna. Atmanati. So, Krishna is saying, Anybody who is atmanati has no work to do. And we have amazing examples like that. Even one more example uh, we get in Srimad Bhagavatam is the example of Jadabad. The Bharat Maharaj. Who then became a deer in his next life because while dying he remembered this deer and then he realized, as a deer, that oh, such a great fool I am. I should have actually got liberated, but then I thought, got affection, developed affection to this deer and I became a deer. But then in the next life he became Jadabharat and in Jadabharat. He was completely absorbing Krishna. People used to scold him, they used to call him ill names, they used to call him so many things. But he never bothered about all this. He was completely absorbed in Krishna. So these are all Atmarathis. And there is another very beautiful example of the six Goswamis. Today, when you go to Vrindavan, we see Radha Kund, Sham Kund, and all the beautiful uh, studies, the Leela studies of Krishna. When you go to Mathura and Vrindavan, we are able to see all of them because they are all found and re established by the six Goswamis of Vrindavan. Please understand Krishna performed Leelas 5000 years ago, but all these Leela studies were covered up by Kali Yuga, the, the influence of Kali Yuga. But it is only when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ordered the six Goswamis, they actually found all the Leela salis of. Uh, Krishna, and today we can actually have this nice version of uh, Govardhan, uh, Radha Kund, and Shankund, and all the credit goes to this six Goswamis. And this six Goswamis were not ordinary personalities, they were highly educated, very, very aristocratic family they were coming from, and still they were so renounced, extremely renounced. There is a very beautiful verse which explains. Their renunciation, it is said that how this six Goswami they led their life in Vrindavan and during their time on this planet. It is said in the Shat Goswami Ashakam, there's a very beautiful prayer. It is said here. yugau shri diva gopal samo vande rupa sanatanau ragu yugau shri diva gopal so a very beautiful interesting song uh, you know written by our acharya that these six Goswamis were so elevated that all the opulence that they had, aristocratic life they were leading, they gave up everything and they were just wearing a kaupina, the loin cross, and roaming around across Vrindavan and Mathura. Why having compassion for all these degraded souls. For us, they sacrificed all the aristocratic things and they wrote so many books and that's what we are referring to today. Referring to their commentaries today and we are able to get some Krishna bhakti because of all the hard work they have done. So we have to be always very indebted to all the Goswamis and great Acharyas that they have given so much for all of us to lead a happy life and go back to Krishna. So why? How did they become uh, Atmaratis, they became Atmaratis is because Gopi Bhava Hari. Because they were in the mood of the gopis. The gopis are also Atmarathis. They were always thinking about Krishna. Gopis are always thinking about Krishna. So we all have to become Atmarathis, and when we become Atmarathis, we will also have no work to perform. And wonderful life that will be. So, here uh, also Atmarati is referred to the Jnanis. It is not simply Brahmanas, it is referred to the Jnanis. Jnanis means they have acquired enough knowledge. After acquiring enough knowledge, now they think, okay, all these Yaduna and all these things are not meant for me. I just want to cultivate this knowledge more and more and I become absorbed in Krishna. They want to perform Ashtanga Yoga and they do jhana, and they become absorbed completely. So here Atmarati also refers to the Jnanis and not the Brahmanas because Brahmanas, they have certain duties within the varnashrama system. They have exchanges to be done in the society, Patana, the Yajana, Yajana, Dana, Pratigraha. So Brahmana means there are a lot of interactions they are supposed to do. So that's why it is not referring to Brahmanas here. it is referring to the Gnani. So very interesting things that Krishna has explained today This cycle of sacrifice, I hope it gets registered in all of our heads So next 15 days please try to do some yagna, some sacrifice Although we have nothing to sacrifice because we don't possess anything But still whatever Krishna has given you can try to sacrifice that for the pleasure of Krishna So that way it will be very nice Okay. so now uh, let's have some interaction and let me take some questions here So if you have any questions, my dear devotees here on YouTube as well if you have any questions please feel free to uh, ask questions and let's have some interaction for the next 15 minutes so let's see if there are any questions so in chat section i have one question here maitri mataji is asking how do we think about yagna in today's world very good i mean in the previous yugas each one of them were very clear about their prescribed duty. So right now, because that Varanasharama system is not there, we really don't know what is our prescribed duty. So how do we perform? So that's why Krishna, we take Krishna's instructions in a very holistic way. So when we understand this Krishna's instruction, just like for Arjuna is telling you, have to fight. So fighting is his prescribed duty as a Kshatriya. So when he's fighting, he is actually performing Yajna because he is fighting for the pleasure of Krishna. So similarly if there is a doctor if someone is a doctor and he uses his stethoscope and then he diagnoses the diseases very nicely and with the intention of pleasing krishna that yes if i help this particular person krishna will be pleased so that becomes yajna. so a doctor can perform yajna by doing his duty properly similarly the lawyers if they are able to give proper understanding the uh, clear verdict and uh, as per the law of the law of the land then they are performing their exams so similarly an engineer, if he is not taking any bribe or anything like that but he does his work very perfectly with the intention yes, I will not leave any loopholes I will try to fix all the problems and then I will create this wonderful building or software with the intention of leaving Krishna so then what happens is, it becomes Jatina Okay, I don't remember Krishna while I'm working Then how can it become Krishna? How can it become Yetna? Someone may ask So alright, if that is the case then If you don't remember Krishna while performing action then at least The results of the action that you're performing The result of that Mostly it is some monetary uh, You know, income that we get Little bit can be used in the service of Krishna you can use that for prasadam distribution, you can use it for the service of the uh, some temple service. Anything that result that you are getting, little bit with whatever capacity you have, as per your capacity you can do that. Yeah. Krishna will be pleased with that. Ultimately Krishna wants you to get detached from the results. Yagna means what? Sacrifice. Sacrifice what? Sacrifice the result of your actions. So when you perform action, you possess a little bit of Result of that is it, that is money, so you can utilize that. If no, no, I don't have money also, then what do I do? Then you can use your strength, the bodily strength. Go and sweep the temple, go and clean the temple. If no, I cannot do that also, then you can speak about Krishna. You have heard wonderful things today. This is also Yajna. Every Sunday when you come and listen to the Bhagavad Gita, it is also Yajna. It is shravana Yajna. You are doing Samana, right? You are listening to this session and performing Yajna. I am speaking about Bhagavad Gita and I am doing Yajna. So we both, mutually we are performing Yajna right now. You see? So even if week, throughout the week you are not able to do any of those things, then at least Sunday, 2 hours of attending this session will actually help you to perform Yajna you see something is going inside it will take some time I mean it's a uh, process you know it's a process which will take some time I mean millions and millions of births we have taken and we have forgotten Krishna now all of a sudden when we want to remember Krishna it will take some time so right now when uh, suppose uh, you are a mother now as a mother you have to take care of the babies you have to take care of the children that is the greatest end in fact Our scriptures say that if you have children less than 5 years If you have children less than 5 years Then for the mother the children are their deities They are the Vigraha So if you can nicely take care of the children Dressing them nicely, feeding them nicely, cleaning them nicely That is a Jebna for the Lord That itself becomes a great yagna. So there were many uh, disciples of Prabhupada Women disciples and uh, when they used to become mothers, Prabhupada used to tell them now you are a mother for the next 5 years for you taking care of the baby is a Deity worship it is as good as taking care of the Lord in the temple it's a yajna. so mothers can perform yagna like that similarly fathers also when you go and take care of the family nicely you work very hard and you try to take care of your family nicely with intention of pleasing Krishna Why your mother has to take care of the children because these children are not mine. They are given by Krishna to me so that they continue their spiritual progress. Why Krishna has sent these children to my family so that these children will develop a spiritual culture and they will ultimately go to Krishna and as parents that's the ultimate thing that we can give to our children getting them closer to Krishna right so that becomes So parents duty is to give the spiritual culture to the children By doing so, you are performing Yajna Student, when he does nice studies and he says that Okay, I am going to use this knowledge for the service of Krishna That becomes Yajna, a student can also perform Yajna So that is how we need to understand, no matter what position we are in Taking our prescribed duty, we can make it a yagna. Prescribed yajna as for the Veda. and by doing so, we are loving Krishna. This is an act of it is an act of love. We sacrifice when we love. Sacrifice is possible only when you love. When there is no love, there is no sacrifice. People don't sacrifice. When you love someone, then you sacrifice, right? So when you love Krishna, you will sacrifice. So let's learn to sacrifice, in fact we are supposed to sacrifice our whole life for Krishna Because everything is given by Krishna So if we are not able to give life to Krishna, at least these few things can do. Gradually, ultimately Krishna willing, we will also give our life to Krishna Great, so let me take few more questions if there are any I hope that uh, answers your question, Mataji and uh, Okay, to, to serve others. So, okay, Yajna performs to purify and clean God. Let's understand if there are any more questions. Okay. Okay. So Hina had asked, "What is equivalent for Yajna today?" So, like the shloka earlier mentioned that Kala Hari kirtana So this is. The Sankirtan Yagna that we need to follow, we need to perform and it's also called the Japa Yagna. Krishna is going to explain that in the next uh, future chapter that how of all the Yagnas... See again it's very interesting and connecting. Krishna is saying of all the Yagnas, I am the Japa Yagna. (laughs) So taking Krishna's name is actually a Yagna. Every day that you are already performing, if you are already chanting Krishna's name, it means you are already performing yagna, japa yagna. And Krishna says that yagna is me. So wonderful. So in Kali Yuga, the equivalent of all the yagnas previously mentioned in the previous yoga is Sankirtan Yagna. The result that people got by performing ashtanga Yoga in Satya Yuga, the result that people got in Trita Yuga by performing yagna, and the result that people got in dwapar Yuga by performing Big big temple worship that all can be gotten only by chanting the Holy Names in this Kambhita. That's why Sankirtan Yagna is the topmost Yagna and very easy Yagna that is being given by the Lord himself. Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given this Sankirtan Yagna. So, very powerful. You will see the difference when you chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. You will see so many amazing things happening in your life. It's just a matter of time. The more you become purified by performing the Sankirtan Yajna, you will become so vibrant. So vibrant. You will see you will become effulgent also. So you don't need any materialistic things for you to look beautiful. Just like Shukadeva Goswami. Atmarati. If you become Atmarati by chanting holy names, you don't need any cosmetics. Amazing thing it is. Beautiful Yajna. Okay, so I hope that answers your question. Another question is, how do we understand our prescribed duties? Is that done by doing what we have in front of us while thinking about Krishna? Yes, definitely that is how we can, that's one way. In one of the previous sessions I also mentioned that if you want to understand your natural default inclinations, we all have a certain inclinations by birth. So one way to understand this natural inclination that we have is to actually try to understand and analyze what we do in our spare time. You know when we have some free time, each one of us will get involved in a certain activity. See when brahmanas, they get free time, they use that free time for learning a lot of new things. moment a person starts learning a lot of things. In his free time, that means he's a Brahmana. Somebody is constantly focusing on politics or trying to rule someone, he wants to administer something, he's thinking of how to form a team in his free time, then he is actually Shatriya. If somebody is constantly thinking how do I invest money, how I increase my money in his free time, if he's constantly absorbed in such activities, in such thoughts, he's a Vaishya. And if somebody is simply wasting his free time, he is simply engaged in watching some Netflix and uh, Amazon and this and that Then he is a shooter. So he will not achieve anything One way of identifying your guna and karma is actually trying to analyze For the next 15 days you can see what am I doing in my free time If you analyze this you will get to know your natural inclination One of the way of identifying it. So. Of course, I had also mentioned that how even in our uh, Jataka, when we take out our horoscope, our horoscope also explains about our Varna, which Varna we belong to. And uh, there is a very subtle science in Ayurveda also which explains that it's not very uh, easy to find out. But according to Ayurveda, by understanding the Tridhatu, Kapha Pitta Vata, it is possible to understand and identify your uh, Guna and Karma. It's not very easy, and I don't think any Ayurvedic doctors today we have that who can identify our inclination by these three doshas. So, not possible. So, one way, easy way for you to identify your uh, inclination, default setting, is to see what you do in your free time. Okay, so that's one important thing you can do. Along with doing your regular duties with the intention of pleasing Krishna. Yeah. So, as in how do we know your Dharma? I hope that answers your question. Achyutamji okay. is asking, karma performed with devotion is yajna Karma performed with devotion to Krishna is Yagna. Not Anya Devata. Krishna is saying Anya Devata if we do with devotion to Anya Devata, it is Avidhipur Ultimately it is for me only, but it is avidipurvaka. So, why do we have to follow Avidipur Let's follow what Krishna is saying uh, in uh, the ninth chapter. See, like I told you, Krishna right now is explaining you should please the Devata and all in the 3rd chapter. Because gradually he is building up the understanding of Arjuna. But you see gradually as we progress in Bhagavad Gita, Jagna is actually Krishna. Yagna is non-different. In, in uh, sahasra Sahasrana, Vishnu Sahasrana, one of the names of Krishna, Vishnu, is Yagna, We say Yajna Pat So here Krishna is using the Upanishadic language, Jagna. Oh, you have to satisfy Yagna, you have to perform Yagna. Yagna means Krishna only. But he is not taking Ma. he is not telling you have to satisfy me here. But gradually he will tell. He is saying Ma, Pari Gutricha. Going forward is going to tell Arjuna, you think of me and you just always perform every action for my pleasure. So that he is going to reveal in the future. Right now he is not revealing his identity. Yes. Any other, uh, any other questions? Okay, so... Can we do a future session on chanting correctly? Alright, so what we can do is sometimes uh, during this week we can, probably Friday or Saturday uh, we can have another session on chanting exclusively and other things. I think every Friday we can also have another session where we can discuss some topics other than bhagakir because I, I know there are so many things that we want to understand And just once in a week, uh, Bhagavad Gita may not be sufficient. Uh, There are so many things that we have to understand. So yes, some practical spirituality, we can call the program itself as practical spirituality. And every uh, Friday or whatever time that is convenient for all of us, mutually convenient time, we can identify. And we can have a session on practical spirituality so that we can understand how do we chant, how do we deal with people, how do we perform yagna and uh, how do we act all these things you know like the last time we were, you know, we were asking about cooking so how cooking itself can become a yajna how eating can become a yajna uh, in, uh, in practical devotional service there are so many nitty gritties that are involved so we can discuss all these nitty gritties and one more important thing which right now we are not doing is understanding the Vaishnava etiquettes As devotees, we all are supposed to understand a certain etiquette. We all need to have a certain etiquette. So I think that's why we need to understand the culture of devotion. It's not simply philosophy. It's a culture. Culture means there are interactions and there are dealings. So how do we deal with devotees? How do we deal with Krishna? When we go to the temple, how do we pay obeisance? How do we do Namaskara? All these are part of practical spirituality. So, please give your feedback on this. You can all let me know uh, what is a good time for all of us uh, that we can get together and have these practical sessions along with Bhagavad Gita sessions on uh, Sunday. So, that way we can include that also as a part of our study our uh, study of Bhagavad Gita. Yeah. Alright, so we have covered four lokas today, and uh, we have understood the cycle of sacrifices. We have understood what is Yagna, and we have understood few other things. So, if there are any more questions, please feel free to ask. So. So, so, definitely going forward, we will continue from where we left. So, thank you so much once again for joining. Thank you Madaji, Hina Mataji and Vinodji. Thank you so much for being here. And I also saw Vijay Vittal and. Hare Krishna and everyone else who joined today. Thank you so much. Please take care. Be safe. Hare Krishna.